from San Francisco, California, with your host, Ben Kaspik. This is Locked On Giants Baseball. Welcome back to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and I'm thrilled to be with you again today. On this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, approximately 15 minutes in length, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also insightful and easily digestible, easy for everyone to understand. Support for Locked On Giants Baseball comes from Bombas. Bombas are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. Plus, for every Bombas purchase, they donate a pair to someone in need. Find out more about what feet daydream about at bombas.com slash locked and get 20% off. Again, bombas.com slash locked. Well, the day is finally here. It is July 31st. The Major League Baseball trading deadline used to be the non-waiver trading deadline, and now waiver trades are a thing of the past. So today is the last day for trades in Major League Baseball. The Giants have yet to make a significant move, although they very much remain a team that could go in that direction. So they did play yesterday. The Giants lost 4-2 to to the Phillies. They fell to 54-53, and 53, 15 games back in the West, two and a half out of a wildcard spot. Their run differential is minus 47. So we've heard Farhan Zaidi say, and we agree, that the run differential isn't necessarily reflective of their talent because so many of the players are new as opposed to where they were at the beginning of the year. But at the same time, they've been playing not as well lately. In the last 11 games, they've been outscored by about 10 runs, even though they've been able to go 7-4 and four in those games. So they easily could have gone 4-7 and seven with that minus 10 run differential in that 11-game stretch, which would have done a lot to change the calculus for what they decide to do at the deadline. If you take away three wins and add three losses, they're 51-56. and 56. And... You know, another huge factor in all of this is the trade that went down yesterday between the Indians and the Reds and the Padres. It was a three-team trade, and the reason that's significant is because the return that the Blue Jays got for Marcus Stroman, we said yesterday on the show, it was very light and modest, no top 100 prospects. Kind of the consensus around the industry is that it was a weak return for Stroman, who comes with an additional year of team control. So Bauer is in the same situation where he can be controlled one more season after 2019, yet he got the Indians. Franmil Reyes, who comes with five-plus years of control and is an exciting young talent with tons of power, probably a DH or at the very least a bad defensive outfielder, but still an above-average contributor at the major league level with the whole package under consideration, offense, defense, base running, etc. Plus, they got Yasiel Puig as a rental from the Reds. And they got Logan Allen, a left-handed starter who Fangraphs has as a 50 future value prospect, which is a, a solid pitching prospect. And they got two more prospects in this deal. So they just got a haul for Trevor Bauer. It's a little different than Bumgarner, of course, because Bumgarner is a pure rental only controllable for this season, but at the same time, it really changes my perception of what the market might be for starting pitching right now. No, you wouldn't expect the Giants to get that kind of a return. I think teams would prefer Bauer, even if he was also a rental over Bumgarner because of the propensity to get strikeouts. But 
if you can get even half as much as the Padres got back there, then that's a compelling offer. And sure enough, we have a lot of reports this morning that the Giants are still talking to teams about Bumgarner, specifically the Astros and the Yankees being the interested teams. Dan Federico this morning, formerly of Bleacher Report, currently of Bronx to Bushville, reporting that the Astros continue to push hard for Madison Bumgarner, according to a source. We heard yesterday from Tim Brown of Yahoo Sports, who's not in the business of just throwing out trade rumors, that the Astros and Giants were engaged in discussions regarding Bumgarner. There was also an article in The Athletic from Ken Rosenthal this morning that confirmed that the Astros' interest in Bumgarner was legitimate. So multiple sources confirming that these two teams are talking and that it's a serious discussion that they're having. We are just a couple of hours away from the trading deadline at the time of this recording, and I just want to remind anyone who's listening to this, uh, of course it's going to come out a little later than the time of recording, and so if anything at all happens with the Giants, which I do expect to happen, we're going to do another podcast. So we'll probably just wait until after the deadline and then anything that happens with the Giants, look for another podcast to come out within an hour or two after the deadline. But in the meantime, we have this talk about Madison Baumgartner, Astros, Yankees. I think we've heard more about the Astros, but I wouldn't be shocked. You know, we have heard rumblings about the Yankees as well. And to me, I think, you know, last night's game with the Giants, it's hard to say you can evaluate based on one game, but this is now an 11-game stretch where they haven't looked as good, significantly negative run differential. They just, to me, aren't really looking like they're quite there yet. Even with some additions, I think you're still talking about fringe contention at best. They've got a long way to go, and considering what Trevor Bauer was able to get the Indians, I think the Giants have to seriously consider trading Bumgarner, and that is what they're probably doing right now as we speak. Another factor is that Bumgarner has this no-trade list, and the Astros and Yankees are on that list among, I think, six other teams. And we've talked about it, we talked about it yesterday in, in regards to Bumgarner's next contract and what it would be, how the qualifying offer and draft pick compensation really complicates that. that. But if he is dealt this season, he's ineligible to receive the qualifying offer, which could in turn really help his free agency and allow him to maximize his next contract. I don't know if that's his primary goal, but if you offer him the chance to pitch on a contender and then enter free agency without the qualifying offer and draft pick compensation, that could be a compelling package. And then the added benefit to the Giants is that if you agree to a deal with a team on his no trade list, it's ultimately in Bumgarner's hands. So if they do decide to trade him to the Astros, he would have to approve that. And so in terms of a PR perspective, the Giants could say, look, he didn't have to accept the trade and he decided to do it. So they can't be blamed and thrown under the bus and just completely crucified by fans and media and even the clubhouse. It would ultimately be Bumgarner's decision. And again, it's in his financial best interest to not have draft pick compensation tied to his free agency. And the only way to achieve that is to accept a trade. So we're continuing to scour Twitter for any and all news. Currently, there are rumors coming out. We have multiple kind of nuggets buried within tweets here. Recently, Alex Pavlovich uh, about, at about 10.16 a.m., tweeted that uh, Sam Selman and Ray Black are headed to Philadelphia to be on taxi squad, which essentially means they're going to be ready if the Giants need to add them to the roster. And so that's a strong indication that the Giants are very, it's very possible that the Giants could trade relief pitching. Of course, they want to have those guys 
as an option if needed. And so, you know, even if there's the chance was slim that they would need relievers, you still want to have them there. But that is a strong indication that it is a possibility that the Giants could be trading relief pitchers. And I think that, to me, I would be shocked if they don't trade at least one and probably multiple relievers before 1 p.m. Pacific time today. Coming up in the second half of the show, we'll continue to talk about some rumors that have been tweeted out there, some some factual statements regarding the Giants and what they're likely to do at the trade deadline. Just want to remind everyone, nothing has happened yet with the Giants at the time of this recording, but if anything does happen, we will have another follow-up podcast within a matter of hours. And so be sure to look out for that. You can follow me on Twitter at Cove underscore cast and you'll get it immediately or better yet, just subscribe to this podcast and you'll get a notification as soon as a new one is published. So we'll have more about the Giants and the trading deadline in the second half of the show. But first, we talk about baseball performance all the time on this show. But what about performance in the bedroom? That's right. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew is the first chewable with the same active FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. They can be taken anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Yes, I actually know someone who has tried this product and they have extremely positive things to report about its effectiveness. The best part about Blue Chew is that it's prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So there's no more visit to the doctor's office, waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness around this topic. Blue Chew is made in the United States and prepares and shipped direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit www.bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use special promo code MLB. Just pay five dollars for shipping that's it again that's b-l-u-e chew.com promo code m-l-b and try it it's free blue chew is the better cheaper faster choice and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast okay as promised we'll continue to have this conversation about the san francisco giants and what they're likely to do at the trade deadline read through some tweets some rumors about the giants interest in Bumgarner, selling, buying. We haven't heard a lot of rumors about them buying. We've heard mostly rumors about Bumgarner and potentially trading relievers, but we haven't heard a lot about the Giants adding to the 2019 team. So at 9.51 a.m. this morning, all times Pacific time, Ken Rosenthal, one of the most reputable reporters out there, said that the Yankees and Astros are in on Bumgarner and Wheeler. So that's concrete evidence that Bumgarner is being discussed with two contenders as of this morning. John Heyman at ten at 9.55 a.m. tweeted that the Giants are currently telling teams they are leaning towards keeping Bumgarner and star reliever Will Smith. And then he adds, but things can change three hours to go. Joel Sherman at 8.52 a.m. said that so far told SF Giants have not heard anything that would tempt them to move Mad Bum or any of their top relievers. If that doesn't change in next four hours, they will hold and go for wild card. That's probably the one I buy the least. That seems like more of a leverage tactic to say they just haven't heard what they want, and if nothing changes, they'll just hold. I don't see the Giants holding. I do see them making an addition if they don't end up trading a reliever. I just would be shocked if a reliever isn't dealt, and it's possible they could trade a reliever as part of a package to try to gain a infielder or starting pitcher. 
There was a report yesterday that the Cardinals are looking to potentially deal Jed Jerko. I do think that that might make sense for the Giants to deal someone like Tony Watson or potentially Drew Pomeranz. The Cardinals are reportedly seeking a lefty reliever. And I think Jed Jerko, he doesn't really have a fit in St. Louis right now. Really solid from 2016 through 18 with the Cardinals, but injuries have derailed him this season. Right-handed hitting, capable of playing second base, has power, but definitely a guy the Giants could look to acquire possibly as a fallback option, uh, would fill a need at second base potentially. So we're just a couple of hours away from the deadline. I do expect a lot of activity around baseball in the next couple of hours. My kind of take on this is that the way the Giants have played the last couple of weeks has been not nearly as good as they were looking uh, for the first part of July. And reality has to set in a little bit where this is a team that has a slim chance of making the postseason as currently constructed. So they either need to add significantly without giving up too much, or I think it is time to to really look yourself in the mirror and make, consider making that deal for Bumgarner, Smith, and whoever else teams might be interested in. But I do think the key point for Giants fans to take away from this is that Farhan Zaidi deserves the absolute benefit of the doubt. I think no matter what they decide to do, it's going to be a well-thought-out decision. It's going to be calculated, and the Giants are going to be happy with whatever direction they decide to go. I don't think they're going to mortgage the future for the present. If they decide to buy, it's going to be on their terms. If they decide to sell, it's going to be on their terms. And earlier in the, the month, I called standing pat the biggest mistake they could make at the deadline but, you know, this morning I was thinking about that, and I actually don't even think it would be a, be a mistake. If they do stand pat, I think they'll have their reasons for it, and it will be perfectly justifiable. So it's exciting to talk about all these possibilities. It's nerve-wracking to think about where, you know, key players like Madison Bumgarner are such a huge part of this franchise if he could be dealt. It's, it's a very compelling day across baseball, but it also just needs to be said that the Giants are going to do what's in their best interest because that's why they hired Farhan Zaidi. And I think he his reputation speaks for itself and even what he's been able to do to this organization in a matter of months. If they don't trade Bumgarner, if they don't trade Smith, the offers just weren't compelling enough. So time is running out. We'll end the podcast there. And then I do expect trades to happen, in which case we will be back with another episode after something goes down to offer our full analysis, and actually be able to talk about something concrete. Remember to get this show every single weekday. You need to hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. We can be found on all the various podcast platforms. And on this show, we provide daily episodes, Monday through Friday, approximately 15 minutes in length, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also insightful and easily digestible, easy for everyone to understand. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspic. You can follow me on Twitter at Cove underscore cast. If you like this show, please consider rating it, leaving a review, and telling your friends and family to check us out. I cannot wait to be with you again, possibly in a couple hours, possibly tomorrow, if nothing goes down with the Giants at the deadline. Even in that case, we may have another episode, so please be on the lookout for that. Coming up tonight, the Giants play the Phillies in Game 2 of this series. Jeff Samarja on the mound for the Giants, and Vince Velasquez on the mound for the Phillies. He's a righty. So until then, we'll see you next time.